Hello, everybody, and welcome to Getting Close with Mike Marback. We're going to keep this real quick. Many of these podcasts uh, talk about comedy and improv specifically. Uh, if you have an interest in improv, then you should definitely check out the Philly Improv Theater. We have four intro to improv workshops that were just posted, so go to phillyimprovtheater.com, and you can uh, kind of see what it's what it's all about, and it won't cost you a dime. Also, uh, the next person on the podcast is going to be Andrew Stober. He is a former performer of the Philly Improv Theater, as well as a current uh, candidate for City Council of Philadelphia, that is. And lastly, uh, if you are looking for an improv coach, someone to come in and do a workshop, someone to come in and uh, lead your practice group for a little while, uh, email me at michaelmarbach at gmail.com. You can also go to MikeMarback.com, and you'll see a link that has uh, some of my creds on there. I've been doing stuff in Philly for uh, a little while now, and um, some people like some of those things, so that's cool. Uh, email me, MichaelMarback at gmail.com. Uh, this episode features Virginia Jack. Uh, they're a Philly favorite. Uh, they are out of Vancouver, or at least up until recently were, and they are an improv duo that was in town for Duo Fest. They're really, really fun. They do an improvised one-act play. Uh, great characters, great chemistry, just overall really, really fun. Uh, so the next time they're in Philly, hopefully for the next Duo Fest, you should definitely check them out. Uh, at the end of the podcast, they will let you know where you can see them uh, outside of Philly. With that said, uh, enjoy as I get close with Virginia Jack. Cool. Uh it was Nicole mm-hmm. and Brianna, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Virginia Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the first thing I always ask is how you got into improv. So we'll start with Nicole. How did you find this thing? Um, I was actually in high school, um, and there just happened to be an improv tournament in my high school, and my friends and I were like, yeah, we can do that, and so we did. It was like a cage match? It was a short-form tournament, um, and then I started doing uh, something called the Canadian Improv Games, which is a nationwide high school tournament, and then I did an imp- uh, improv group in university, and so on and so forth, so mm-hmm. kind of just fell into it there, but I really think it was just because a group of people who were older were putting on this festival and just trying to get younger people involved. So mm-hmm. they came to our high school and were like, this is how you do it. And we were like, yeah, that's neat. Uh, and that's, uh, well, what about uh, just performing in general? What got you inter- interested in that? Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, I grew up kind of being a weird child. Um, and my sister and I would record uh, radio shows in our bedrooms uh, growing up on tapes. We really like to make characters up, so we, which I still do, and we do together now. And also, for some reason, I really liked to sing and perform. So I used to sing at my parents' parties or their friends' parties, and because I, I grew up on an island, so everyone would bring their kids to parties, and they would get drunk, and then we would all just like there would be just ten kids on a bed while everyone else was partying. We'd be like, "Great, what's happening?" E. Um, so I used to perform. Did any of the kids fall off and break their head? No, no. Okay. I mean, maybe. It was an island, so who knows. Could we both grew up on islands, but yours was significantly smaller. Very small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so I used to perform Madonna songs at uh, parties as a five- and six-year-old. 
<laughs> was this uh, requested, or did, was um, this a section of, uh, well, of I, the party where well, this was slotted in? I, I mean, I don't think that it was pre-planned. I don't think invites went out being like, hey, Frank and Diane's daughter is going to sing Madonna. Uh, but every time I was there, I just loved, I would copy anything that was on the radio, and I knew a, a few Madonna songs off by heart. Uh, so I would just sing them. People would be like, oh, sing. And then I would sing those. And I, in retrospect, it was probably very ridiculous. Um, but I also didn't care. I was just one of those kids who was like, hey, anybody want to look at me? Great, great. Here you go. Yeah. It's like not much has changed. <laughs> no, not, not, nothing has changed except for years. I'm still a child, just in every way except for age. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Brianna? I got involved in improv because I went to see a local... I was living in Victoria, and I went to see a local group do a show. And at the end of the show, they announced auditions. And the thought of auditioning for them uh, really made me scared. And so I thought, well, I better do it. And so... <laughs> so, uh, so I know. I don't know. But so I was like, so I auditioned for them and got in. And that was... Oh man, like fourteen years ago. Well, yeah. Mm. And then, okay. yeah, and then I moved to Vancouver, and I got involved with groups there, and that's where I met, met um, Nicole, and we started working together. Okay, yeah, you're both uh, the the duo Virginia Jack mm-hmm. is based out of Vancouver, right? Um, it is. <laughs> I just moved to Toronto three months ago, so oh. we've been living in Vancouver. Well, we've been living in Vancouver for me almost forever, and for Brianna. For quite a long time, two thousand seven. Yeah, okay, yeah, I moved so eight years. Uh, yeah, so we we were based out of there, but now I'm in Toronto. And you're still in Vancouver. I am. Where it's uh, lush and green, <laughs> and there's the ocean. Well, Toronto's you, pretty cool too. <laughs> what took you to Toronto? Um, just a change of pace. I realized I like I grew up on an island, but then I moved to North Vancouver and Vancouver. And even the island I grew up was off of West Vancouver, so I felt like I had lived in the same place my whole life, uh, which is great, but there was just a point where I was like, oh, I should test out living somewhere else, and yeah. Toronto seemed like a cool, fun, relatively easy choice. So. And there's also a pretty great improv scene up it's there. It's great. Yeah, exactly. It's great. I, I teach for a company called Bad Dog, which is a a great improv company there's second city there's all sorts of things happening all over and it's so it, it's great to go to a city that has even more happening even though it's not with all of my favorite people because they're you. all in vancouver thank you <laughs> uh well now we know uh kind of where this ends up but you, you two are still going to be performing when you when you can do do festival Absolutely. things uh yeah. let's go back a little bit to uh the forming <laughs> of Virginia Jack. Yeah. Uh, what kind of drew you to each other? We were actually in this all-female group of seven that just sort of bled people. Mm-hmm. We, we, well, we started with, we started with seven. You're and the like, survivors. Almost, yeah. almost instantly, two of them were like, no thanks. And then a little while later, uh, another backed out. And or no, there were eight actually. Yeah. There were eight. Yeah, and oh, wow. some it was just school or pursuing other interests, or they just decided mm-hmm. they didn't want to perform anymore. And yeah, it was no problem. But it it ended up being um, three of us, and then that person with that group we decided to disband. Uh, so we were like, hey, we should work together. 
because we love it and we're committed to each <laughs> yeah. other. And, and we're I, still here. <laughs> we're still <laughs> here. <laughs> and that's sort of the curse of a big group is yeah. like availability and uh, commitment and, and just having that many people. Mm-hmm. So we really found ourselves drawn to each other as a, a duo after that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we did a show together. Um, and we did Blaff together. Yeah. And what was that? Uh, it's called Blaff. Yeah, it's a show that uh, came out of Edmonton a number of years ago mm-hmm. um, where somebody writes the first six or seven pages of a play and assigns characters. Basically, you're told what to wear and you find out who you are on stage reading your character description. You get a sealed envelope and all that. And then at the end of the six or seven pages, the script runs out. And everyone throws their scripts aside and improvises the rest of it. That sounds great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. We were doing that show, and it's great. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. And we were reading a script that had the names Virginia and Jack in them. Yeah. And uh, then it's like, if we ever do a duo, we should call it Virginia Jack, just because it sound, sounded good we together. Liked it. It does we sound just liked, liked it. it. We just liked it. And it's, then we were like, well, we should do a duo now. Yeah. <laughs> so it became an if we ever and into a... Okay, now we will. Yeah. So how much time passed between the eight-person group to Mm, Virginia Jack? Not much. Like three years, maybe? Two years? Oh, you mean how many years? Between, yeah, between the original eight and between just the two of us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple of years? Yeah. Oh, God time. You maybe know? two or three. You know, two or three years? You know, and then math. And then Not we've been together, answer. just the two of us, for, I don't know, four years? At least, yeah. We should be writing this down. We're old. <laughs> well, that's the, the beauty of, of, of this. Now you won't have to. Right. right. You can just well, no. play this over now and I over. Now I can replay this inaccurate information <laughs> yeah. that I barely <laughs> remember. Yeah. And then tell it to somebody else a little differently. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. The legend of Virginia Jack. Legend. That's how it begins. Okay. How would Rihanna? Mm-hmm. How would you describe Nicole's playing style? Oh, she's such a like smart weirdo. <laughs> she really is. She's she's she is honestly an incredibly intelligent woman, and she knows a lot. I feel like. She hears something once and it stays in her brain forever, and she's able to just bring it up all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then she also has these crazy characters that are just super out there weirdos. And I love the combination of that. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, smart. Cool compliment. Sorry, smart weirdo. Also, she's super sarcastic. <laughs> no, we both are. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Thanks. You're welcome. Nice compliment. Well, it's just true. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't play with you for so long if you were just an idiot. <laughs> just a big dummy. Just a big stupid idiot. You're so stupid. All right, your turn, oh. Cole. How would you describe Brianna? She just did. <laughs> You're so, so stupid. stupid. Um, no, Brianna is equally intelligent. I would say um, very cerebral, thoughtful, great at acting. Like. Um, I don't think there are that many improvisers who are equally talented in that field. And so it makes everything she does on stage more real and believable and hard-hitting. Um, she's super quick with a with a very sarcastic line, but quick with a, a witty line or observation. So, yeah, I would say also smart uh, and just so in control. You know, like, not to say that all of her characters are like that, but you can watch her on stage and just know she's got this no matter what happens. Okay. 
Mm. Now, how would you describe a Virginia Jack show? Mm. We're somewhat theatrical, but also we still lend ourselves to craziness and impishness and mm-hmm. we're, we're we're theatrical and playful mm-hmm. I would say and we really yeah. like to mess with each other yeah so I'm, I mean our form is essentially a one-act play where we have um, we've been inspired to use a specific type of narration that's kind of taken from the movie Amelie and we made mm-hmm. it our own um, so we have a lot of elements pieced together like narration and story and big characters and switching and ghosting and all of these ideas that come together in the form so it's not complicated but it has a lot going on um and and since it is a one-act play it is very story driven at times or very theatrical but I don't think that that ever overshadows the fact that at its core it really is just a way for us to screw with each other and have yeah. fun. I really think yeah. that's, that's what yeah. it is. And I love that the theatrical is equally combined with kind of the bizarre mm-hmm. and like I wouldn't necessarily say always like a magic realism as I would just weird. Yeah. Kind of quirky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we can be very dark or disturbing or strange or yeah, we can yeah. be anything, but uh, but not serious. We're not <laughs> we're not that serious. No, we're we're fun. We're fun because sometimes when we, you know we say oh we're very theatrical, it can sound I know, like so, we're, yeah. it sounds like we're real people. No, it sounds like we're real people with real, and it's mm-hmm. like no, mm-hmm. it's not. No, it's it's like good natured fuckery packaged very prettily. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what I, I think say. being theatrical is very good mm. uh, to do in a show and not just because you do a improvised when I play but just an improv in general mm-hmm. uh, because uh, we get we as improvisers mm-hmm. because I'm one too sometimes uh, <laughs> get a rep uh, even amongst each other as mm-hmm. just getting up on stage and fucking around mm-hmm. sometimes in shorts and, and, and sneakers you know ups, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think anytime you can bring a level of theatricality to it uh, mm-hmm. it's very welcome yeah, we don't, I'm, and we, I think we both love that about our form, mm-hmm. which we, we really do love our form. We hold it very dear to our hearts. Yeah. Um, but I think we, we still at our core are looking to make a fun and funny show. And I do love sometimes that it comes through these characters that are twisted or, or evil or, <laughs> I don't know, deranged at times. Yeah. Or, very or very theatrical or dramatic so I think we yeah we do blend that fun into it really well like last night's uh, Harold of the the Plains people sure I think yes. it was. yeah Harold of <laughs> the Plains people Harold of the yeah. Plains people and uh, you were boring man president oh. of the uh, it was a post post-apocalyptic dystopian society we don't know yeah. what happened no we know <laughs> there's blindness yeah. we know there are That's very right. few kids left yeah Poor Gerber Wenzel. <laughs> yeah. not see. Germans are revered people. <laughs> well, they're very um, organized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what would you say, as a duo, are the challenges and the kind of strengths of performing with the duo as opposed to a group of, mm. I don't know, five or six or seven or eight? Well, you can't be lazy, right? Like, even if you've had a really tiring day, it's... Like, I, I 100% trust... Like, I know Nicole could carry me if I was having a and likewise, night, yeah. you know? Like, we've... 
And because we do so much character switching, we always have the ability to jump in for somebody if we're feeling that. But I definitely feel more like I need to be more closer to the top of my game. Mm-hmm. And like I can't... It's like, oh, this isn't... It's not... It's a fun ride. It's not an easy ride, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think like that that ability to own all of it both of us is both a challenge and a benefit um because brianna's right you you can't leave the other person hanging no matter what's going on especially in our form where we're we're both responsible for creating everything and Mm -hmm. then sharing in that um it's you can't just check out so it is challenging but the benefit of it is that you both own everything and you're creating together um, so it, it really feels it feels like everything that we put on stage has come from both of us so there's never if somebody laughs at something one of our characters does it doesn't matter which one of us was in character at that moment because we've both created it and we can build off of that humor and when we walk away from a show people will be talking about oh your character did this and said this and oh I love this and oftentimes they're piecing together things that both of us have done at different times so we we kind of share in the glory Mm -hmm. as well as the hard work yeah which I think is pretty true of any duo and true of any group of of improvisers but um I think just because we we've forced ourselves to create so much together that it's that added step to it for Mm -hmm. us Okay. Uh, and with your show, you described it a bit, uh, you have built-in challenges uh, in the show that, you know, some duos are like, you know, oh, let's do a duo and we'll do a mono scene hmm. where we just play ourselves uh, for 30 minutes. Uh, whereas, so we'll hang out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you two do a improvise when I play mm-hmm. where you're uh, you use the term ghosting mm-hmm. uh, and not just that but you're also then playing each other's characters that you create uh, has that always been part of the show or has that yeah. been an evolution of it yeah no when we first started it we knew we wanted to populate the world with more than just two characters um, and from the very beginning we co-created characters yeah. so like um, for people who haven't seen our show we, we start with taking a, a same position. One of us will usually establish it and the other quickly follows. And then we mm-hmm. we basically talk about who they are. Yeah, we, we piece together characters through their, their body and who they are and what job they have or what passion and things they like or things they hate and create this character. And some of it seems uh, very random, but we always find ways to reincorporate it later which is part of how we have the fun of challenging ourselves if one of us randomly blurts out that Harold Jr. loves uh, I don't know chasing people who don't like dinosaurs out of libraries there's going to be a moment of like what the fuck just happened but we'll find a way later to make that make sense or to bring it into the piece um, or use that to color this character. Yes, and sometimes they're very small references mm. that we make, but they're really rewarding because we we haven't just forgotten it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, so we've always shared it, though. Even when we created this form, we knew we're going to do every single piece of it together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
in Vancouver or now Toronto, mm -hmm. did you, um, what, where was the training? Where, where did you guys hmm. do your do your improv training? Well, we've both learned a lot from Alistair Cook at mm -hmm. Instant Theater, who runs the Vancouver International Improv Festival. Um, we we're also just part of a generation of so many shows and so many attempts and so many failures and successes and and learning through working Figuring with it out. really really great people. Um, I think also we had our many many years and still do of learning from whoever we think is cool and taking workshops yeah. from out of town guests and I things know, like that. When I was in Victoria, um, you know, we had a it was a it was kind of a community group. We get people in like we mm -hmm. get uh, Randy Dixon up from Seattle to do workshops with us or bring Jay Ono over from Vancouver and or Alistair Cook over from Vancouver and we'd have all of these extra. Mm -hmm. workshops so that we weren't just working in a vacuum and that was really great because the, the nice thing too about that is getting exposed to a bunch of different styles yeah because it's really easy to get stuck in one and then not realize how much there is out there mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i mean I've, I've learned from a lot of people and every time you get to go to a festival where you're part of an ensemble with a director that's amazing because it's probably somebody you wouldn't have thought of working with like um like i've worked with craig kakowski and dan o'connor and just people who are great at what they do and have a specific viewpoint that you're not going to get in your own city so i really do love that working with people who have come from elsewhere so you kind of you get a mm. feel for what things are like elsewhere yeah okay uh so you both have a lot of uh, a lot of voices a lot of improv voices that you've you've learned from over the years uh how would you describe your own improv voice? And some of this will probably tie back to uh, your play, play styles mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I, I teach now as well, and I think I probably <laughs> I probably repeat the same things over and over and over. Um, but I really do believe that if you're not having fun as a performer, then your audience won't. And I don't think that's by any means an original thought, but it's how I feel I really do believe in failing gloriously. Mm -hmm. I think no one has ever been rewarded for being safe on stage, not in a form where people come for that risk and that excitement. Yeah. And if you would like to be safe and be on, on a stage, grab a script. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. There are other beautiful art forms you could focus your energy on. So it always it breaks my heart a little when I see people who want to be a part of improv but can't let go of that control or... Yeah always have to be perfect and I mean the flip side or the irony is that the second you are willing to fail and be awful is the first step to being incredible on stage mm. I think for for me because that's I love that fail gloriously mm -hmm. um, is that I, I see a lot of people when they're starting out like being just weird for the sake of being weird and I I just love when there's truth and truth. The truth is really funny. And I really mm. love when people find those mm. moments and come from a place of, you know, something they actually know about. I really, I like that a lot. Um, I was going to say something else. What was it? Oh no. What was it? What was it? Oh yeah. Uh, like don't be too precious. Hmm. You know, and I, 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 but I approach acting that way too, is that I think the, 
the beautiful art forms and that sometimes either one of them can ask a lot of you personally and also like don't be precious about it Mm -hmm. because then it's not as much fun it's not as much joy in it like yeah be joyful you know be joyful which is really funny because in everyday life we're like quite sarcastic sarcastic people and i don't think anyone would ever accuse me of being like very positive in everyday mm-hmm. life. We save it for this day. <laughs> I do. I, I really yeah. do feel like for people like us, sometimes the stage is, is where we bring that magic and, and where we can support and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I mean, a lot of our shows have a dark element to them mm-hmm. because we have dark elements as people, but that's also part of what makes it our show mm-hmm. is we're not pretending that that's not who we are. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's, I mean, it's so, I'm sure we could break down what our viewpoints are as improvisers for hours. I just really like the sentence. I'm sure we could break down. Cause I'm sure we could. I'm sure. (laughs) That wasn't my sentence, Brianna. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) break down. (laughs) I'm fine. Everything's fine. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a ton of other things I believe in, and like, never sell yourself short. Never, ever talk down to your audience. Um, mm. Never, never blame them. I, Can you go into that for a quick minute? Yeah. Um, I th- not talking down to your audience. Yeah, I think sometimes people. First of all, uh, a lot of a lot of performers when they're newer will try to find a reason why their failure was the audience's fault. Um, it was a weird energy, or they gave me a bad suggestion, or they just weren't laughing when they were supposed to. And I think that that's... <laughs> I, I just I don't, I, like, I don't... I just see the point of, of thinking like that. Um, if you didn't hit with them, you didn't hit with them. And there could be a thousand different reasons but automatically defaulting to finding blame with them is who's that helping not you uh, and I I've d- seen improvisers get angry at the audience yeah yeah like, me too angry because they weren't and it's like well our job is partially to mm-hmm. be there for the audience not just ourselves mm-hmm. it's, yeah yeah and like as an extension of that there I, I'm by no means saying that this is a lot of people or everybody because so many people are so wonderful but a full range of people exist including shitty um so sometimes you'll have people who are like well i have this incredibly intelligent deep advanced complex form or i'm doing this cool version of improv and everything else isn't worth their time so if they don't want what I have, then they're idiots or they just, you know, they don't know what's the best. Um, there's a lot of ways you can you can talk down to your audience, I think. And that can even include being on stage and, and not committing to what you're doing because you don't care about mm-hmm. giving them that real experience. So I I don't know. I think that there's... I think that there's a certain beauty in the fact that we do this to make an audience laugh or feel or cry or react or whatever reason. So for me, 
I'm constantly trying to figure out like, hey, how can this audience and I become cool buds and, <laughs> and have a great time yeah. together? Even if that sometimes involves me like razzing them or teasing them or yeah, I don't but know. Here's the thing though, is when you do it, um, it's the same as when we give each other trouble on stage. It's not yeah. malicious. We're inviting you know? people in. It's good natured. Mm-hmm. And th- I think that's such a big difference. It's that like, yeah. I'm going to throw this at you with love. Yeah. And you're going to catch it and throw it back to me, right? And we do that, and we like that to happen with our audiences. And mm-hmm. I also, it's interesting talking down to audiences. I don't like it when improvisers look down on other forms than the one that they do. <laughs> because I see that yeah. too, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yep. there's a, so many different skills at play. Like the skills for doing a great theater sports show and mm-hmm. really like working the fuck out of those games. Or improvising, like mammoth or something, right? They're different. They're different and the same, right? Mm-hmm. And one is not better. They're just different. And sometimes I see improvisers like looking down on yeah. the stuff that they don't do because it's not the, it's not what they're it's not what they're drawn to. Yeah. And I don't think that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, me either. I agree. I I think a lot of it just boils down to whether you're excited about your work and you want to draw people in and welcome them mm. and invite them into the fun that you're having or if you're a you know a person or a group who alienate the audience by trying to make your form or your show or who you are too precious or mm-hmm. too arrogant or whatever I sound like I'm so yeah everything needs to change <laughs> um I don't know not it's not just, not just <laughs> philosophy here everyone else um everyone else change I'm fine uh but I, I do think it boils down to whether or not you're inviting the audience into what you're doing mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. for me the bottom line yeah okay uh I'm awake, guys. Um, Everyone's awake. <laughs> awake party. I was going to say, I'm someone who, when I do a show, and if it's a show that I particularly maybe don't think went over too well, uh, either personally in the show, regardless of the audience reaction, or I felt it was great, but the audience um, clearly didn't. Um, I don't necessarily get off stage and dwell on any of those Aspects, whether I didn't particularly care for the show, um, and if I'm being honest with myself, didn't give it 100%, or did and it still didn't quite hit, uh, I don't dwell on it. Uh, I know a lot of people do, so I'm curious how you two would handle a show hmm. that maybe one or both didn't, it, it didn't hit. Um, well, I mean, sometimes it's just structural things where Mm -hmm. it's like oh we forgot where that character was standing or we didn't switch enough or I don't know tiny things where we were like oh we forgot that part of the narration Um, I think that it's easy to think about those things and fix them sometimes it's like oh how are you feeling how was I feeling were we in a weird headspace did we did Mm -hmm. we like not focus as much um I don't know. I mean, I, I do think about my shows, not forever, but I spend a little time, a little pocket of time thinking about what I could do differently uh, with them. Yeah, I think, um, like I, I think I used to dwell on it more in a negative way than I do now. Like, I think now it's more constructive to say, like, okay, great, this thing I did worked really well, and that's 
that's uh, an aspect of performance I can keep. Uh, what did I need in this scene or in this game or in this, you know, in a show that we do that I didn't have that I need to start, mm-hmm. that I need to bring? And it becomes more of a constructive thing than then I, yeah. like, okay, those things and move on. And when we kind of post a show, then it's usually like, okay, what can we fine tune in this show? More than anything, I think mm-hmm. we end up doing that kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, we've never, we've never. I don't think we've ever yelled at each other. <laughs> no, we're I women. Mean, not after a show. We're women. <laughs> we're women. We don't know how. <laughs> we're just passive uh-huh. aggressive. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, nice. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's more like. It's, instead of beating yourself up, it's more like, I'm going to do better. Um, I always think a, a challenge is more fun than, mm-hmm. you know, than dwelling in your own self-pity, which I could do, like every other human being. Mm-hmm. We are all capable mm-hmm. of that. So but I also really like acknowledging what went well and what was fun mm-hmm. and funny, yeah. but also not living in that. Mm-hmm. Because I have also... <laughs> seen it happen where people live in like the moments that were great but then don't fix the parts that are weaker yeah i think it's important to have a balance Mm -hmm. yeah 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 there's no shame to talk about the problems that you had and yeah and sometimes it might just have been like well i don't know weird headspace or i was thinking about my dog or I don't know I don't have a dog I wish but I'm always thinking Thinking about about getting a dog I'm always thinking about other people's dogs Um, yeah so sometimes it's about what headspace you're in and sometimes it's actually about the structure of the form or something that we did that we could have changed Mm -hmm. so there I really don't think there's any problem with talking about it acknowledging it and fixing it for next time but it's improv, so we can't go back. And we're not ever doing that oh. same thing again, so we can't know that we can perfect that one yeah. exact scene. No, but, I mean, it's, it's interesting to think about because we've been doing this format for a while now, and mm-hmm. so, you know, we still we're, we still have tweaks that we make. and We will forever. And we will forever because that's just how it is. But we also co-directed a show for the Fringe Festival last year, and it was really important for us because it was a, it was a larger cast, and it was an improvised show, and we had to go back and figure out, okay, as we were figuring it out, what isn't working? What do we need? And how do we, what do we need to change to support our cast better mm-hmm. and just to make it a tighter and better show? And I think it's important to evaluate things and important also not to dwell in a negative way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you were both in Vancouver uh, doing this show, did you have a director slash coach? No, no, just, just us. Which just is us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We do have a, like a couple of lovely friends. We have this wonderful friend, uh, Warren Bates. Warren Bates. Who, Warren Beatty. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't coach us, but he is the most. And and he has permission, and we've invited him to do yeah. this. But he's the most point blank, honest person with us. And he um, he lives. He doesn't live in Vancouver anymore. But when he did, and when we were performing, he would come to almost every show. And he, after, would be like, hey, I love this part. I thought this part was great. And then he would place our show on a scale of best to worst. (laughs) So he'd be like, that was the best show you've ever done. Or that was the third best show you've ever done. That was not the worst show you've ever done. Uh, But it's not good. I've definitely heard him say, you've done better. (laughs) 
it's like it's yeah. so nice to have that because yeah you know lots of people will tell you, you had a great show even if you in your heart truly know that you did not and it's useful to have somebody who's mm-hmm. you know kindly honest with you absolutely i like i really appreciated it and we have another friend sean norman who we can turn to if we ever need notes because we know he's wonderful yeah and it's it's nice to have somebody who is going to be honest with you mm -hmm. and give you constructive constructive like criticism and acknowledge what you did great and where where you fell short and who also like isn't a bag of dicks you know (laughs) they're just not a jerk about it yeah because that's not helpful (laughs) okay we're gonna wrap up uh because word on the street it's We're going to eat tacos, tacos. here. Tacos. Uh, so Our I, life priorities are very much in order. So yeah. I just have one other question, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that is you have a show tonight. Yeah. Uh, this won't be up until probably next week sometime. Okay. okay. Um, but I'm curious how you, what you might do to prepare for it, what you do to prepare for a show, because everybody has different, every yeah. improv group or duo has a different ritual, or they do yeah. nothing. So what we do y'all do? Okay, well, we hang out a lot. Yeah. That is important for us, especially if we haven't seen each other in a while and we're doing a show. Um, a lot of it is just catching up and mm-hmm. talking and, you know, hanging out. Yeah, getting in each other's headspace a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Vancouver, we almost always went for sushi before shows. Of course, <laughs> yeah, because it's perfect. Yeah, it's the perfect pre-show food. And then we will go and warm up. But... What our warm-ups are, <laughs> are us saying we're going to warm up, finding a room, pretending we're stretching for 10 minutes while we talk, then I'm maybe we'll, really just, stretching. we'll just dick or why. I'm, I'm, I kind of just move my hips. like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> And then we, we kind of just screw around for a bit. <laughs> we, we have one specific warm-up we do together. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, usually before a Virginia Jack show, we do practice mimicking each other's character voices because mm-hmm. we each have ones that we struggle with a little bit. If that, yeah, just because of different vocal qualities, sure. so it's good to practice that. And yeah, my favorite is always like when Nicole's like, "That isn't what I did at all. Uh, <laughs> you didn't get my voice right." <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so we pra- we we practice and yeah. uh, matching each other, and and we have one specific uh, mm. physical warm up that basically just involves us touching each other's yeah. bodies. We uh, so. we clap our hands together and rub our hands like we're you know by a fire. Okay. Yeah, and then we just um, touch each other. That's it. That's um, it. <laughs> and this is your third duo fest. It's our third yeah. duo fest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for doing it. Thanks for having us. We love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, thanks for be, thanks for it existing. There's a lot of people that uh, look forward to your, like Philly people that look forward to your shows. Like they make they make a point to uh, gotta see Virginia Jack yeah, and gotta yeah. go see that show. Oh, that's so nice. uh, Oh, that's sweet. That's yeah. real nice. Uh, well, like thanks it. for sitting down with with me. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah. And it's a great festival. And yeah, we're uh, we here. love this festival a lot. So much. Yeah. Uh, and last, lastly. Um, where can people see you in your respective cities do things such as improv? Uh, I perform with um, some with Instant Theater Havana and I do some independent shows around town and I also work with the Queer Prof group so we are currently on Davy Street Mm -hmm. in various venues 
Okay. Cool. Um, I perform with Bad Dog Theater, which is in Toronto on Bloor and Ossington. I'm a member of a bunch of shows there. And, yeah, you can come out and see theater sports or throw down or anything else. Yeah, I'm there. I live. I practically live there. Yeah. It's a great place. Great. Well, thanks for doing this. Uh, Thanks for getting close. Yeah. Yeah.